Starting the process of hiring a financial advisor can be overwhelming. If you're unsure where to begin, this episode's for you. This is the third episode of a three-part series where we have discussed the different types of financial advisors, commission-based, fee-only, and fee-based, the value of ongoing planning, and in this episode, we'll talk about what it's like to hire, onboard, and work with a financial advisor for the long term. This is episode number 11 of the Retire Early, Retire Now podcast. I am your host, Hunter Kelly, owner of Palm Valley Wealth Management. And the goal of this podcast is to help you make educated decisions about your money to make sure you are living the life that you want to live. If you're enjoying this content, please leave a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. And if you're looking for help about your individual situation, please visit my website at palmvalleywm.com. So when looking for a financial advisor, most people don't know where to start or what the process looks like. In the last two episodes, I defined what type of advisors there are and the ones that would be good for specific types of clients. And in this episode, I want to detail how to, one, find a financial advisor, and then, two, what that process looks like as far as onboarding, getting to know them, and then eventually working with them on an ongoing basis. So obviously the first step is to research and reach out to a financial advisor. There's a number of ways that you can do this. Google being one, so you could say uh, financial advisor in Nocatee, where we're located, and there would be a handful or more advisors that you could look at. You can look at their Google reviews. You can get on their website, do some vetting, to see which ones you like best. The other more common way as well is you can use a service like Dave Ramsey, so RamseySolutions.com, Smart Asset. There's a couple other filtering ones, but this is basically a service that if you put your information in saying that you're looking for a financial advisor, they will send you a handful of advisors that you can interview. The good thing is, is it cuts down the amount of advisors that you need to vet Um, because they've kind of already done that. Um, The bad news is that you're going to be inundated with emails and calls for days and and potentially weeks. It can be overwhelming. And so just be prepared for that. But if you follow Dave Ramsey and you like what he says, you like his advice, generally those advisors will follow that advice. But again, you just got to be wary and interview them and be prepared for all of the calls and, and text and emails and, and all of that. And then lastly, ask a friend. You may have a friend that either works with you or has a similar situation as you. And if they work with an advisor and, and enjoy their work, then you, you might as well. And so that's a good fil- filtering mechanism as well. And so each of these advisors are going to be one of two things as far as who they work with. They're either going to be a generalist, kind of like a general dentist. They do the cleaning, fill some cavities, just do some general work. Or they'll be a specialist, so like orthodontist where they uh, do braces and, and things of that nature to realign teeth. Um, and So they, they'll either be a generalist or a specialist. And then depending on your situation, If your tax situation or your investment situation is fairly simple, generalists will be just fine. 
obviously if they're competent and do a good job and things of that nature. But if your tax situation or your investment situation is a little bit more complex, maybe you own a business or you receive some sort of equity compensation from your employer, like RSUs, something of that nature, or maybe there's some partnership opportunities within your particular firm and your tax situation gets a little, a little bit more complicated, then a specialist would probably be the better route. And so the biggest thing that you need to um, figure out is which advisor is going to listen and propose solutions that fix my specific problem or help my specific situation and the one that you're going to trust and um, know that they're going to work the hardest for you. Because at the end of the day, it's your money, it's it's your goals and your aspirations. So you want to make sure that that advisor is going to do best by you. So once you find a few advisors, whether it's through Google, um, a friend, or using a service like the Dave Ramsey SmartVestor Pro service, uh, then you're going to want to set up an initial call. And generally, this initial call, um, this is how we do it at Palm Valley Wealth Management. We'll have an initial call with a prospective client. And this call will generally be somewhere between 15 to 30 minutes, depending on just how that call is going, how complex the situation is, how many questions the prospective client has, things of that nature. And so two things are happening here. One, the advisor is trying to vet and see if this is a good fit for their firm. But two, and more importantly, on your side, you're doing the same thing. Do I gel well with this person? Is conversation going well? It's almost like having a first conversation that you had with your spouse and like getting ready to date because this will be a hopefully a 10, 15, 20 year long relationship. At least that's how we like it at Palm Valley. So getting through that first 15, 30 minutes, you're going to see one, is this advisor a good fit for me? Do I enjoy them? Do I like them? Do we have some things in common? And then two, the, the advisor is going to be doing the same thing. And they want to make sure that they can add enough value for what they're going to end up charging you, right? If that's not the case, then they should be sending you to either another advisor or helping you in some fashion. Once you have a good feeling that you'll gel well with this advisor and you can see yourself potentially working with them, there are a few questions you want to ask the advisor. One being, what qualifications do you have? Um, Do they have the certified financial planning designation? Do they have any tax preparing designations like a CPA or enrolled agent? Do they have any investment uh, credentials like the CFA? Um, And all these will kind of tell you what type of work they do. And then the next best thing that you can ask is how do you get paid? And so this will, we kind of talked about this two episodes ago, but this will tell you, hey, are they fee only? Are they insurance based or sales based? Or or are they a mixture of the two and mean fee based? So That'll help you kind of weed out that. Depending on your situation, you'll want one or the other. And then the I think the most important question that you can ask them is, who do you do your best work for? And so this will tell you, do they help people that are like me? So if you are a business owner and they help professionals that are starting out in a W-2 job, well, then they probably don't have the expertise to help business owners. Or maybe you're transitioning retirement, and again, they don't they work with business owners. So, making sure that they work with people that are in your demographic that that are like you and have the same sort of problems that need to be solved. 
For example, my firm, um, I specialize in helping two different types of what we call niches. I like to work with mid-career professionals that want to retire early. Generally, they have a household income north of $200,000, and then they have some level of complexity, such as partnership opportunities through their employer or some sort of equity compensation, or they have kids, so a little bit more complexity to their situation. The other people I love to work with are couples nearing retirement because there's just so much value you can add there as well. So generally, they have north of $500,000 of investable assets. They're somewhere between two and five years away from retirement. They have some concentrated employer stock that they've held for years and years. They're concerned about retirement. They want help on taxes and how to save on taxes throughout retirement. So these are really the two areas that, that I like to work whether those mid-career professionals or families and then couples near retirement. And so that doesn't mean we won't work with other types of people, but those are kind of in our wheelhouse. Once you have narrowed down your choices to two advisors, I would go ahead and schedule that initial discovery meeting or a more detailed meeting. At Palm Valley, I like to call this the initial assessment where I like to dive in and get to know you a little bit better and talk about those initial pain points that you decided, hey, I need to look for an advisor. Generally, these are the answers or the questions that you want to get answered first. What we'll do is we'll list out some priorities, some goals, and and things of that nature that you want to get answered. I will also answer any questions that you have um, and try to best kind of move that needle for you on the initial pain points. And then we're going to talk about a number of different topics Generally, some more than others, depending on your situation, but we'll cover cash flow, investments, retirement, taxes, estate planning, potentially education planning, if if that's something that you want to do as far as kids or grandkids, things of that nature. We'll talk about all of those, but the biggest thing is getting to know you and listing out those priorities so that we know kind of what we need to take care of first. Because if you come into the meeting And I talk about investments and this and that, and you have this one question about debt management, and I don't answer that, then why why did you waste your time coming, right? And so I want to make sure that we are taking care of the questions that you have and not necessarily spewing my knowledge on you. And so once we list out those priorities, I generally joke sometimes and I say, okay, At the end of this meeting, I'm only going to sell you on one thing, and that is to schedule a second meeting so that we can go over the plan that we would put out in front of you. I want to make sure that you understand the value that you're getting before you pay me a dime in fees, right? So again, all I'll ask you to do is schedule that second meeting, and then when you come back in, I will have what we like to call in the business a one-page financial plan. And what this is going to be a plan on how I can add value to your financial situation in somewhere between the next 90 days to six months. And so it'll list out, one, the priorities. So when we make this financial plan, it, it is driven by what we talk about in that first meeting. So if debt management is your biggest pain point and what's most important to you, most of that plan is going to be centered around debt management. Or if retirement is the most important thing to you, we're going to show you the value on how we can help with taxes in retirement, how we would generate income, what social security strategies, all those things that are taken into account with retirement. We'll lay out the financial plan, that one-page financial plan for you, that roadmap, 
And then at that point, at the end of that meeting, you can decide if this is going to be a good value for you to work with me or not. And if it is, then we'll move forward. And if not, at least at the very end, we can shake hands, be friends, and you have a roadmap to kind of take to either a different advisor or you can throw it in the trash. It doesn't matter to me, but I want to make sure that you know the value that you're getting um, before you ever pay me a dollar in fees. Once you decide the advisor that you're working with, you'll move into an onboarding phase. We like to call this at Palm Valley the integration phase where we'll get you signed up to our custodian if we'll be doing investment management. And then we'll get you logged on to the investor portal. Um, This is where, one, you'll be able to log in and see your accounts with our custodian. But two, you'll be able to aggregate your other accounts like your banking, so your checking, savings, your loans. So if you have any auto loans or credit cards or mortgages, you can consolidate all of this information And then this is where your vault will be located as well. This is what I talked about in one of the very first episodes of the desk drawer theory. We can get all of this information aggregated into one site. The beautiful thing about the advisor relationship is the advisor, me, will be able to see that. And so as things change, um, it's easy to kind of update your plan and things of that nature. We'll get you integrated to that. And then what we will start doing at after the kind of getting organized phase is we will move into the action phase. We'll start implementing some of these recommendations that we made uh, during that one page financial plan meeting, whether that's applying for life insurance or re reallocating some of your investments or whatever that case may be, we'll start implementing some of those action items and get that going. And that can, depending on your situation, that could be, a one-month process, that could be a six-month process, that could be your process. It just depends on what we have laid out for that. But generally, within 90 days, we have most items ticked off the the checkbox there. Generally, what I see in practice is that if I recommend meeting with like an estate planning attorney or something of that nature, that usually takes the longest just because the, the process is a bit grueling. You got to go meet with the attorney and, and talk about all the basically uh, similar stuff that you talked about with the financial advisor, and then they have to draw up any legal documentation to support um, your wishes in that estate planning and and so on and so forth. That generally takes the longest amount of time. Or uh, life insurance. So if you're applying for life insurance, we got to go find uh, an agent to help you purchase a life insurance, and you got to go through the underwriting and all of that. So getting you organized and then start checking off that that action items um, from that that first plan that we initially wrote. And like I've I've said multiple times, this is an ongoing process. It is an initial plan, but we are always planning. We are always adapting to things that change. So whether that's jobs changing or whatever in your situation changing, it is a planning process. Even though we have an initial plan, obviously we we make adjustments. and, And that's why in the last episode, we talked about ongoing planning. And so once we kind of get settled in and we get that first initial 90 days to six months, we'll move into the kind of like the normal cadence of meeting with our advisor two times a year. And so generally I meet with my clients in the spring and in the fall. And most advisors meet with their clients once or twice a year. Sometimes it's more depending on uh, the advisor and, and the level of complexity to that client. But I find that meeting twice a year is generally fair enough. And then I'll reach out one more time via phone call just to check in. We will be reviewing 
pieces of your plan each each time that we get together. So generally, in the back half of the year, we're worried about taxes and making sure that we we had a proper savings rate and employee benefits, reviewing those and open enrollment time, things of that nature. And then in the beginning of the year, we're looking at financial goals, what's changed, and, and reviewing investments, things of that nature. Again, we'll usually meet twice a year. I always tell my clients, you have my my work number, so you can reach out at any time, schedule a meeting. So if there's anything in particular that we need to meet about, we can always schedule a time. But you know that, hey, I'll reach out in the fall and I'll reach out in the spring to meet with you. I think this will be a good spot to wrap up this episode, but I hope you have enjoyed and found these last three episodes valuable. I wanted to get this out to the internet. Not a lot of advisors talk about this and it's it's hard to find this information. So hopefully you're able to learn what type of advisors there are, one that you would prefer to work with based off the type of services you want them to provide, the value of ongoing planning, and then specifically our process at Palm Valley Wealth Management. And so I, I just think advisors can be a tremendous value to most people. So hopefully this kind of helps you in your process of determining, one, do I need to work with one, what type of one, what my ongoing service should look like. And lastly, if you've been liking these podcasts, please leave a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Hopefully it will help someone through the process of finding their financial advisor. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This is not financial advice. This communication should not be relied upon as a sole factor in investment making or financial planning decision. If you would like help, please seek a financial tax, legal, or insurance professional. Please keep Palm Valley Wealth Management in mind when making those considerations. And we will see you in the next one.